Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Well, a big game in Fayetteville for Arkansas and Auburn uh, as we watch for everything that's going on here. Um you know, it's an interesting matchup with Auburn and Arkansas because Arkansas's back is totally against the wall. Auburn's back is kind of kind of against the wall. Curtis Wilkerson is going to join us to talk about a few things, break down the keys to victory, um, other things like that. Nathan King from Auburn Undercover is also going to join us as well. Streaming on YouTube for the first time. Had a little bit of an issue getting started, but we're good to go now. All that and more on today's episode of Hawk Sports Live. All right, a bit of a rocky introduction there. Streaming on YouTube for the first time. We've had a lot of people saying, hey, why don't you stream on YouTube? So we're going to see how the interactions go, how everything goes uh, with people on YouTube. And we'll get to some of your questions here if you want to go ahead and get those in. All right, so first, before we get started, I want to mention Hog Sports is half off today, just today. That, that ends at uh, 10.59 p.m. Central Standard Time. So just to break that down, you can get the number one independent source in Arkansas sports and recruiting all of our transfer portal news, all the basketball coverage that you love for half off. That breaks down to one oh three a week, one dollar and three cents a week, four forty eight a month, and build at just fifty three dollars and seventy cents for the entire year. No promo code required for the offer. Uh, just go to hawgsports.com. Again, that ends tonight, eleven nine twenty three, November 9th, twenty twenty three. Go check us out there at Hog Sports. You'd be glad you did. Uh, the line hasn't changed on this Arkansas-Auburn game, minus two and a half. I think it was at three very early in the week, but since we did the show on Monday, it's remained at two and a half points, uh, Arkansas minus two and a half. The over-under is at 48 and a half points. I haven't seen on Bet Saracen, I haven't seen anything on the basketball game, uh, but Arkansas obviously got a big basketball game. They're all big, right, playing uh, Gardner-Webb. We'll see how big it is, right, November 10th. In Bud Walton Arena, 7 p.m. That game will be available on SEC Network Plus. If you don't know how to watch, I have a tutorial. You just like look up uh, Arkansas Purdue, um, how to watch, and you'll you'll see it's the same method as that. So, just a quick glimpse at these two teams. Auburn is five and four. Arkansas is two and four. Excuse me. Arkansas is three and six. Um, one and five in the SEC. Auburn's two and four in the SEC. So both these teams need this win to get bowl eligible. Auburn does have New Mexico State next week. So it's not as do or die for Auburn as it is for Arkansas, as I mentioned in that rocky intro. Uh, But Arkansas has to win every game. They get FIU after this one. They get uh, Missouri after that one. And so you've got, what, this is 3 o'clock on, uh, what's our network here? This is SEC Network, isn't it? Why doesn't it show? 3 p.m., SEC Network, 
And the FIU game is at 6.30, and then the Arkansas-Missouri game is on Friday. It's also a 3 o'clock game. So two of the next three games are at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, Sam Pittman thinks that's a, the sweet spot. It gives you good enough time to, to get into town, get out of town if you need to. It's not too early, not too late. We all love a night game, though. As far as the series, Arkansas has lost five in a row to these guys in Fayetteville, which is ridiculous. Five in a row, but, I mean, Arkansas has struggled against just about everybody the last decade, so no huge surprise. Uh, Arkansas behind in the overall series, I believe that's 19-12-1. A lot of that's due to, um, you know, them winning, what, six or seven in a row when Gus Malzahn was there. But Auburn's in their first year. I mean, it's a it's kind of a rebuild year for them, and a lot of and a lot. I mean, it is. There's no other way around it. As much as rebuilds have changed with the transfer portal, um, it's just what how it is. I mean, you can rebuild your team pretty quickly. Auburn, obviously, coming off the Brian Harson era, Brian Harson was fired after this game last year. Fired, and probably should have been. He just never never really seemed to gel with the culture there. Uh, just didn't seem to get what Auburn football was really all about, I guess. So, um, Arkansas obviously having a recent firing with Dan Enos. Sam Pittman is 22 and 23 right now as a career at Arkansas. Hugh Freeze is 80 and 52. Injury report: They, they sounds like Andrew Armstrong is going to play, so maybe he's not in concussion protocol, but it sounds like he's going to play. Practices have been closed again all week this week. It doesn't sound like Patrick Kudis is out for the year necessarily. Like maybe he could come back for a bowl game or something, maybe the end of the year, but it sounds like a high ankle sprain. Uh, so maybe he can come back, but he's not going to be available for this game. Looks like Anthony Booker will be back, and Tyrus Washington likely out for the year. Those were the, the main injuries that came out of Saturday's game. SEC announces permanent baseball opponents. Also, this starts in 2025. So, Arkansas will play – this is, again, with the addition of Oklahoma and Texas and the schedule's changing. Arkansas will play Ole Miss and Missouri as permanent opponents moving forward uh, starting in 2025 after the upcoming 2024 season. You can read a breakdown of the schedule coming up um, – or, excuse me, of the permanent opponents coming up for each team. Andrew Ellis has all that broken down on Hog Sports. I'd also like to break down our friends at Ozarks Go for you. For those of you who do not have Ozarks Go, you should check out and see if they're available in your area. You can go to ozarksgo.net slash hog. That's H-A-W-G. Reach out to them at 479-684-4900. Again, that's ozarksgo.net slash hog. Offer several different tiers of internet speed. Uh, the, t the tier that I use is the multi-gig. It's 2,500 megabits per second. Before that, I use gigabit, which I think is good for most people out there, most big families. Uh, that's going to work out most uh, well for you if you, you know, do something like I do where you work at, at home, you have a home studio and stuff, you use a lot of internet, then you may want to upgrade uh, to the multi-gig. Uh, but gigabit would be fine for most people. And they're not going to jack your rate up year after year, which I think is uh, something that a lot of companies do to you. And that's been my experience with a lot of companies, but my biggest selling point with Ozarks Go is I've never had to unplug the router and replug it. I've literally had somebody tell me that their internet service provider tells them every three weeks or so, just unplug it and plug it back in. Why? I've never had to do that. 
ozarksgo.net slash hog. Go check them out. See if they're available in your area. Think northwest Arkansas, north of the tunnel, parts of Missouri, parts of Oklahoma. Great service. Trey Biddy stamp of approval. Okay. We want to go to Curtis Wilkerson now. Curtis Wilkerson does Keys to Victory every week. Man, we had a rocky start to the show. Couldn't get it figured out on YouTube. Accidentally put the Florida primer up. <laughs> Just a little all over the place, but we're going to settle in here. Hopefully the Razorbacks start out better than I did on this show. Not a good way to open up your first That's YouTube right. show. What's up, Curtis? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing real good. Hey, uh, for those of you who don't follow Curtis, you can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. And if you haven't checked out Hog Hoops Live, that is on another channel. It's on our sister channel, Hog Hoops Live. Just search for it, and you'll find it there. Uh, they're streaming always on Facebook. They're streaming on YouTube, so you can check them out on both of those platforms. And a new addition this year, we have Andrew Ellis joining Curtis. And I thought, I thought you guys had a great first show, Curtis. I thought it uh, was a good dynamic between you two guys. I agree. That was that was really a lot of fun. I, I I told you when we were talking about starting the show back up that uh, I would love to have a partner on there. It, it gets a little bit tricky to just stare at your webcam and, and talk to yourself for an hour, you know. So mm -hmm. I was always big on uh, on getting the comments going and and the feedback, you know, on the live stream. And uh, you know, to have Andrew as a, as a part of it now, it, it's pretty awesome. I think it's a good dynamic. We got a lot of cool stuff planned for it. Yeah. Well, I'm the king of talking to myself, Curtis. I mean. <laughs> the walk True, and talk yeah. of this show. <laughs> you set the standard for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Curtis, um, you know, the keys to victory and five burning questions, that wasn't as hard an article this week because Arkansas is coming off a win against Florida. Usually it's just like, why am I – I know you're like, why am I continuing to do these things? But it uh, made a little bit more sense this week, right? Winning cures all, yeah. you know. It, it, it cures uh, a lot of the things that are ailing the fan base and the football team and – uh, my writer's block for sure it was, mm -hmm. it was a lot easier to uh, to write about this stuff after a win penalties turnovers special teams injuries always play a key role always listed among the keys to victory but we always add a fifth and this week you pick reward the Fayetteville faithful I don't think you could be more right these fans deserve uh, to have an enjoyable home experience for once <laughs> yeah exactly I mean it's kind of nuts, you know, the, the home games have been few and far between this season. It's, you know, the middle of November and they played three, but they haven't played well at home yet this year. I mean, it, when they beat Kent State 28-6, to six, that was just kind of a, a weird clunker. I, I think we were starting to see, you know, some of the, the early signs of the problems that were going to plague them for the next month or so. Uh, you know, that, that BYU game, they, they jumped out to double-digit leads twice. They blew it. I thought that was an electric crowd. And even after that, you know, losing streak on the road, they they come back home, they play Mississippi State. I thought all things considered, it was a really nice crowd for that game. Uh, and we all know how that went. So, uh, you know, I, I just, I really do think that, that Razorback Stadium's got a great home field advantage when that place is rocking. Uh, give them a reason to rock, man. I, I really hope this team can come out focused, uh, you know, build some momentum. They, they won a game. Finally, they snapped that streak. You're feeling pretty good about yourself build on it man <laughs> you know they're still alive for bowl eligibility it's a home sec game they gotta take advantage of the opportunities at home we haven't seen it yet hopefully we see it on saturday what kind of crowd do you think and they're going to be there i think it'll probably be you know on par ah uh, you know what probably a little bit better even than mississippi state i mean i'm sure they're going to announce it in the 
in the seventies or, or whatever. But I think if you get 65 plus in there, you're going to be in a pretty good spot. I don't know why they wouldn't be able to do that. I think people are a little bit reinvigorated now. I mean, it's still mm-hmm. disappointing to be three and six, but uh, not only to snap the streak and get a win at Florida, but just to, I don't know, it was just an enjoyable football game to watch. They were actually moving it. I, I think the offense is a little bit more of an element of excitement with Kenny Guyton calling the plays there. Uh, so I, it strikes me as a, as a team that people are, are intrigued by still uh, and want to watch a little bit. So I, I think it'll be a pretty lively crowd actually. Yeah. I, I think it'll be North of 70. I mean, they, they announce ticket scan, so I mean it's every ticket that yeah. comes through on that scanner, which sometimes they don't work, by the way. But um, <laughs> I, I think it'll be north of seventy. I really do. I think it's a it's a good kickoff time. I think there's a lot of energy coming off that three o'clock game. And I think fans are hungry, um, especially when you you know you consider the home slate that they've had so far. It's you know Mississippi State doesn't draw you know, the same level and, you know, Arkansas coming off all those losses. And, you know, we saw what happened at BYU, the BYU game. That was technically the fourth largest crowd, yeah. you know, ever. So I think it was, eighth, it was eighth largest, but it was really fourth largest. Like, because, mm-hmm. you know, they used to estimate crowds. <laughs> like that Texas game was the largest crowd ever, but I think it was fourth all time, which is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. So five burning questions, Curtis. Uh, encore coming from Kenny G. I like this one. Is it Was it a flash in the pan against Florida? Yeah, I I think we're going to find out pretty quick. You know, it was impressive. I thought he called a great game. Uh, you know, obviously he showed a lot of poise. And I, I think he, he showed some uh, some bravado there with some of the things that he was calling. You know, I don't know if I would have been in my first situation uh, on the road calling plays for the first time, if I would have been uh, as confident as he was. You know, he's throwing some trickeration out there. It was, it was innovative. It was creative. I thought it would, he did a really good job. So, now there's tape out right and so teams have something to look at something to prepare for how does he adjust does he throw in some new wrinkles that's where i think we'll really start to figure some things out uh one thing i think i'm pretty confident in is saying that it's still going to look better than it did in previous weeks with the uh with the old regime but how much you know how did they adjust and build on this thing moving forward uh is something i'm interested to see i i don't know I don't think Auburn is a is a juggernaut defense by any means, but they might be a little bit better than what Arkansas saw against Florida last week. Is Arkansas's dynamic duo here to stay? It was nice to see them together again, and I think people, you know, people put a lot on Kenny Guyton like transforming the offense, but it matters having a uh, all SEC running back back in the fold. Yeah, I'd say that helps, right? I mean, you know, this is I think a lot of people, you know, got mad at us in the media when. Uh, when Arkansas was really struggling offensively, just saying, well, you know, what did you guys see? What, what, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking they had KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders involved mm-hmm. in the mix. I mean, when you start with that, uh, you feel you feel pretty good about where the floor is for you offensively. Well, Rocket hasn't been healthy, and, and we know all the other struggles that have come with it. But, yeah, I think for the first time all season uh, in that game at Florida, both of those guys look like themselves. They look like last year's version of themselves. If you've got that one-two punch, you've always got a chance to do something special. You've always got a chance to win games. Uh, I think when when Rocket's there and he's right and he's 100% playing like himself, K.J. Jefferson is the best version of himself. Those two guys just feed off each other. I think they got real good chemistry. That was fun to watch. I mean, we haven't seen Arkansas establish the run game all season. Uh, and to see them be able to do that in the swamp, it was, a, it was kind of a pleasant sight there. So mm-hmm. hopefully Rocket has bounced back well. Uh, you know, the, the knee's not bothering him anymore. He's feeling good. And if he can go out there and run like he did last weekend, this weekend, uh, just opens up a lot of other things for him. So, you know, three games left, you want to see those guys at their best down the stretch. 
I don't I don't feel too bad, Curtis, for uh, recognizing that the defense was going to be better and that thinking that the offense would be comparable and that the offensive line right. in year four under Pittman wouldn't be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> kidding. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was a tough, a tough way uh, for things to shake out. And, again, you know, I mean, we can go over the schedule. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. And how close they were in a lot of these games, but no sense in doing that again. Uh, new weapons. Can they have new weapons in the passing game? You know, Varquez Gums, Pittman's been talking him up a little bit, which is what Pittman does. We, he wants something a little extra out of a player. Uh, he'll talk them up a little bit in press conferences and stuff and use the media, I guess, to motivate them a little bit. So, uh, you know, there's gums. It sounds like Andrew Armstrong is going to be available. If, if he's going through concussion protocol, I don't know how that's possible, but maybe it was something else. He looked he looked like he was taking a nap to me. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, that, but, I mean, with, with Washington out for the season, obviously has has been out for a while. They need some guys like, you know, Satania, Wilson, Tesla, Broden. Those guys have got to step up for him. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm with you on that. You know, Varkis Gums, we talked about him since he signed out of the transfer portal. Uh, to put up the numbers that he did, I know it was North Texas, but uh, the dude can obviously make an impact as a pass catcher. We just haven't really been able to see it. You know, Sam Pittman was talking about uh, maybe he's had an ankle injury that's been bothering him and lingering. And then there were just some other guys in front of him. But, yeah, I mean, uh, of the people who could step up at that tight end position and provide uh, some help in terms of receptions, he's the guy now i mean that, yeah. that's that's pretty much it so you hope to see something out of him i, I thought a, a good question was asked on wednesday during the press conference about well uh you know with the the attrition at tight end you start to spread it out a little bit more go more four wide receivers whatever uh so yeah you know even if armstrong is playing i'm with you i, I didn't think that looked good and so for me it's like I'm, i'll kind of believe it when i see it if he's out there on saturday uh, hopefully he is, <clears throat> but either way, if they're running an extra receiver out there, it's just more opportunities. It was kind of good to see Isaiah Satani get targeted, what, like three or four times in a row, it felt like, and, you know, at Florida in the second half there. Uh, Broden had the big catch in overtime. Is that something that he can maybe 
uh, you know, bottle up and, and carry over into some other games here. Tesla has been showing signs of life. He gets targeted a ton. I think he was targeted nine times, but he only made four catches. So, uh, you know, somebody's got to step up there and provide some relief. It seems like every time they figure it out at, at tight end, you know, they've got another shoulder or collarbone injury. So, mm-hmm. you know, who's it going to be? We'll see. Fool's gold or future success for offensive line? What do you mean by that? Well, I thought they figured some stuff out, you know, they, you know, in the fourth quarter and overtime with that offensive line. Uh, you know, we talked about them establishing the run game. They were moving the ball, uh, you know, keeping K.J. Jefferson off of his back. It's just a lot of positive developments. I thought Devin Manuel uh, and Tykees Crawford looked good at, at the tackle spots there. Um you know, but it was like less than a half of football. And mm-hmm. so uh, I, I wonder if it's a situation where, hey, man, you know, finally something clicked and these guys have gotten into the rhythm. Maybe this, you know, up-tempo offense is something that uh, is a little bit better suited for this offensive line. Uh, or you know, is it a situation where we come out there against Auburn uh, and see some of the same things we were seeing in the past? Because there is a track record throughout the entire course of the season uh, of those guys really struggling and having some problems. So, Maybe they've progressed and taken a step forward, and, and it was kind of a sign of things to come. Uh, or maybe they were playing tricks on us, and we kind of go back to some of the things that have plagued them. Um, I, I really don't know how I feel about it, to be, to be to take a page out of Sam Pittman's book, to be perfectly honest with you. And last question, Curtis, can Travis Williams wreak havoc on his former squad? I think that's an interesting dynamic with this game. Yeah, I think it's, it's really interesting. It probably adds a little bit of uh, – a little motivation for him. The defense has just been so good. I mean, it's uh, it's incredible, honestly, how far they've come from last year to this year. And they sustained it. I mean, there's been very few times where, uh, you know, this group is folded. I know they gave up quite a few points against Florida the other day. But, uh, man, they've just been really impressive. They're always prepared. Uh, and I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be against the Auburn team. I mean, Jerk has Hunters, a, a really, really good running back. Uh, it looks like they're starting to become a little bit more balanced. Maybe they're figuring some things out through the air with Peyton Thorne. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I trust Travis Williams at this point to, to have the defense in a position where they're playing well enough to give Arkansas a chance to win. Um, I don't know why this weekend would be any different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Curtis, you got a score prediction? Uh, I, I haven't put a score prediction in yet, but, you know, what I said Where the last leaning? few weeks. You've been picking I'm, Arkansas I'm, to lose the last few weeks, so. Yeah, and my <laughs> whole thing was I'm picking Arkansas to lose one-score games until they prove otherwise. They did that. I'm back on the train now. I think they're going to get this win at home. Um, I'll probably call it fairly close, three to seven points. But, yeah, I think yeah. the are going to get done this weekend. All right, Curtis. Appreciate you joining us. Yep, appreciate you. All right, everybody, that's Kurt Wilkerson. You can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. He's a Hog Sports senior analyst who covers everything from football, basketball, and uh, every a little bit of everything. But um, go check out his show if you haven't done so already. It's called Hog Hoops Live. It's um, on YouTube. It's our sister channel. It streams on the same Facebook page, but a different YouTube channel, H-A-W-G Hoops Live. Okay, Nathan King up next. Nathan King has been on the show with us before. Also does a good job for Auburn Undercover. You can follow Nathan at Nathan King 24-7 for you Auburn fans listening. Nathan, how you doing, man? Hey, Trey, I'm good. How are y'all? 
I'm doing real good. Um, well, we just kind of jump right into it. We can skip, skip the pleasantries. I mean, I just talked to you on your show, so <laughs> skip the pleasantries and just get into it um, and not steer too far from uh, some of the questions that I'd asked you later, uh, earlier in print. Uh, if you could just kind of fill us in on the injury situation with Auburn right now. Yeah, Trey, you know, in in mid-November, at least approaching mid-November, is usually not the time of year when you're the healthiest you've been all season. I know that's sure. certainly not the case for Arkansas, but it is for Auburn right now. And I think that's a bit of, you know, when you're a when you're a good, not great team like the Tigers are in year one, that's, that, that's a little bit of an advantage for you. Um, three weeks ago, they got two starters back on defense, both of whom um, had some early season injuries. Keontae Scott is their starter. And nickel corner, that's a really fun position in Ron Roberts' defense. Um, they call it the star. It does a lot of things all over the field. Super athletic, uh, really good leadership. He's going to be a guy who plays in the NFL. Um, they got him back from a from a tightrope procedure, um, like, similar to how Brock Bowers is coming back really fast for Georgia. Same thing for Keontae Scott. He recovered really quickly. And then Austin Keys is a name that SEC fans uh, think will maybe recognize. He's an old Miss transfer, and he's their starter at middle linebacker. He's really good in the preseason. Um, suffered a broken thumb in week one. I would say he's not – look, he's not, he's not even the best linebacker on the team. Eugene Asante is their leading tackler, and I think he's their best linebacker. But the biggest thing about Austin Keys being back is the depth situation it gives you. It gives you a, a, you know, a true two deep there. You don't have to play some of the players in the bottom of the rotation who aren't very good. But in terms of current injuries, there was really only one guy to take a look at this week, and that was Avery Jones, their starting center and East Carolina transfer but he was back at practice. He missed the last two games with a lower body injury. Connor Liu was the starter in his place. Connor Liu is a true freshman, and that's somebody that Arkansas's uh, experienced defensive line. You, know, you just talked about it on our show, Trey, nine seniors on the D-line. Are they going to be able to confuse a true freshman at center a little bit? That might be a matchup to watch in this game because I still expect Connor Liu to start, even though Avery Jones is back. Connor Lou is one of the most talented youngsters on this team. I think you might be in a situation now where Auburn's seen him the past couple weeks. They think he's really good. Avery Jones might not be 100% healthy. I'm just not sure he can take Connor Lou off the field at this point. But overall, Trey, you know, to answer your question, this is a very, very healthy Auburn team. There's a couple other guys back from injury over the last few weeks that I haven't even mentioned. Um, but it's the healthiest they've been all season heading into the stretch run. I was watching this Auburn-Vanderbilt uh, game this morning, and – what I noticed with Auburn offense is like a lot of throws to the sidelines, a lot of short throws to the sidelines, throws to the flats, and then, you know, suddenly they'll throw a post pattern or something like that. And, of course, you know, Jarquez Hunter, um, you know, adds some nice balance for him, obviously. But your thoughts on Peyton Thorne as a quarterback, how has he developed in this offense? What does he do well? And how would you attack him if you were Arkansas's defense? Yeah, so it's an RPO scheme um, for a few frees. Look, that's where he's uh, that's where he's buttered his bread over the course of his career. They brought in former Tulsa head coach Philip Montgomery to be the offensive coordinator and the play caller, and that was not an overly successful marriage um, at the beginning of the year, really against their first five Power Five opponents of the season. Um, Peyton Thorne really, really struggled in uh, in those games as his completion percentage was low his yards per attempt were low you know three touchdowns to three interceptions and look there was a little bit of discomfort from him because they kept rotating quarterbacks uh, Robbie Ashford is a guy that Arkansas fans will remember from last season he is not the starter but number one he had a package in this offense and number two when Thorne wasn't getting it done uh, it was a hard benching in a couple of games and so you know he, 
whether it was the receivers not making the right play in the RPO scheme or, or Thorne not making the right throw, that was really just a, a difficult system for them to get a hold of. I think the best way to describe it was they were making things look really hard. And, and, and I think that's what you can get in an RPO scheme. Look, the, the best ones are going to be like what Tennessee ran last year, where it's a single read and you make it really quickly. And just that second of separation is going to be the difference for your receivers. And obviously, you know, you get the, you get the hat advantage when you, when you read it properly. But when you've got a first-year staff and a first-year bunch of first-year players and a quarterback who wasn't here until the fall and a bunch of receivers, that you know, this is probably Auburn's worst receiving core in the last decade or so, um, all those problems sort of married together, and it, it, it was not very successful mm-hmm. in the passing game up until the last couple of games. And obviously that coincides with a big drop-off in competition level. Auburn went from playing three straight top 15 teams to playing Mississippi State and playing Vanderbilt. And so that's what you want to do if you're Auburn. You want to take advantage of that. Peyton Thorne did. Uh, he went 20-26 against Mississippi State with three touchdowns, 17-27 um, to 27 against Vanderbilt. And I'm sure you saw from watching that Vandy game, there were a ton of drops yeah. in that game. He easily could have had 300 yards and three touchdowns in that game. Uh, did throw a really bad pick six. Did have another interception, almost dropped. Uh, or there was dropped, excuse me, by a Vanderbilt defender in the end zone. That's the Peyton Thorne experience. Mm-hmm. He's been mostly inconsistent this season. This is not a very good Auburn passing game, but it's one that started to gain some confidence. And I, I just would hesitate to look at the numbers right now and more so look at a, a group that thinks it's been balanced over the past couple weeks. And if you're Arkansas, trying to take advantage of it, like I said it in our Q&A, um, the biggest defense against Auburn's passing game might be the defense against their running game. Jarquez Hunter has 435 yards and four touchdowns over his last three games. He has really started to emerge for this offense. I think if you stop him on early downs, if you're Arkansas, force Auburn into more third and longs. This is just Peyton Thorns hasn't been very comfortable mm-hmm. this season. Now, again, he's made a lot of good plays over the past couple games, but the more disadvantageous situations you put him in, the more third and longs you put him in, the more opportunities you're going to have where he makes a pick six like he did against Vanderbilt, the more opportunities you're going to have where, look, his pocket presence hasn't been great at times. He's sort of ducked into a pass rush. You know, he's not necessarily the greatest at escaping the pocket. And so um, when Auburn gets into a rhythm and then when they've gotten into tempo the last couple games, that RPO system's working a lot better. And so if you're Arkansas, you want to keep them out of that. And the best way to keep them out of that is to keep them from getting those consistent five, six-yard runs on, on first and second down. Yeah, uh, just a couple of your points. Thought that was, you know, Pretty lazy pass by Thorne at the goal line on that pick six. And, you know, kind of lazy by the wide receiver also not to uh, to play defense there. Uh, Jarquez Hunter, if you run for – what he had like a 67-yard and a 54-yard run in the first quarter. Uh, that's going to be a nice kickoff to uh, to the day. And, um, you know, first and second down, what I noticed about Auburn also is they go really, really fast first, second down. And third down, they kind of seem to take their time a little bit and make sure they're in the right play. Uh, let's get you over to the defense, Peyton – or Peyton, <laughs> Nathan. Let's get you over to the defense. Um, 202.8 yards per game allowed uh, through the air. And defense has given up a little bit more, but the numbers don't always give an accurate portrayal of the strengths and weaknesses of this defense. Give us a little bit of behind the scenes, uh, your thoughts on what this defense does well. You talked about some of the injury stuff, uh, getting some of the key players back and stuff, but uh, your overall thoughts on this defense. Yeah, it's a guy that Arkansas fans know. I know Ron Roberts was in 
contention at least might might be the right word for that dc job strongly uh, we thought he, we thought he was the guy <laughs> i'm pretty sure yeah. he i'm pretty sure he was here in town <laughs> yeah and he and look he's a guy that uh you're you're sort of seeing now why hugh freeze wanted him um he's pretty much he's he's done i would say the best job auburn could hope for given their personnel um, and given their depth, really, it's probably a better way to put it. Because actually, the top top half of this personnel, they've got they've got some NFL players on this defense. They just don't have a ton of depth. But that's a testament to what they did in the transfer portal. Um, it's an aggressive defense. They're going to bring lots of different blitzes from a lot of different places. I mentioned that star position. Um, they'll do some really fun stuff. They'll put Donovan Kaufman in there um, at the star, and they'll make him rush off the edge and they'll make Keontae Scott do that. They'll, they'll drop a Jack linebacker in coverage at the last minute. Um, they'll do some fun stuff with their safeties. Jalen Simpson's been a mid, we use a midseason all American. He's probably the best player on this um, entire team. Yeah. I think, I think your assessment um, when we were talking on our show, your assessment of Arkansas's defense, I think is going to remind Arkansas fans a little bit of what they're going to see from Auburn. And at least it reminded me of what Auburn has done this season where you're talking about the numbers don't necessarily tell the whole story now their numbers are pretty decent like they're middle of the pack in most categories in the sec but um you know aside from a few quarters this year and also pretty much the whole game against lsu they gave up 48 as jaden daniels will do that to you but every other game it's been defense led for for this auburn team um they they kept them in a bunch of games they don't win that game at cal um which is obviously a pivotal game as auburn's you know pretty much locked up a bowl game they don't do that without that win at Cal, um, that's the most consistent I've seen an offer defense play over the course of a game because eventually there's just been a lot of instances this season where you expect the dam to break, right? Mm-hmm. They get stop after stop after stop, and the offense does nothing. It does nothing. It does nothing. You're eventually expecting, all right, this, this defense is going to get tired eventually, even against Vanderbilt. I mean, there was a lot of opportunities for Vandy, you know, when Auburn was really struggling on offense. In the first half, they forced eight straight punts in that game. Um, Mississippi State started to make things interesting there. Toward the end, they brought it to a two-possession game. Auburn got a bunch of stops, get a turnover on downs, get an interception when they needed. And so um, just kind of a clutch unit this year. And, and I think, again, that goes back to Ron Roberts. Um, he's, I think their execution in every game, their game plan, their execution, has been about as good as you could possibly expect. Now, Arkansas could go out there and put up 30 points. Absolutely. This is not a, this is not a foolproof defense. Um, it's not one of the strongest defenses Auburn has had over the last few years, but it is the strength of this team. They're much stronger and much more consistent on defense. I don't really see a particular weakness. I will say the run defense has not been as good as the pass defense. That's because you've got about three NFL guys there in the secondary. But one thing to note, I know Arkansas's offensive line hasn't been very strong or consistent this season. This, this Auburn pass rush is starting to pick things up over the last three games. Jalen McLeod, Marcus Harris are a couple guys up there that are putting themselves in contention to be all SEC players along the defensive line and so it's not a very talented front seven but again it's a group that's played pretty well and uh they'd like to keep this thing a low scoring game i think that that gives auburn a much better opportunity to win yeah it's certainly uh an interesting matchup to watch with uh with arkansas struggles on the offensive line we'll get you out of here with this nathan your prediction how do you see this game playing out in fayetteville and uh you're coming you're you said you were coming earlier and did you have a chance to review uh what all spots you uh you plan to check out while you're here as far as eating and such, I, I have not done that yet, and I will definitely hit you up for some uh, for some recommendations, most likely pregame, as we're coming up from uh, coming up from Tulsa. No, I'm excited to be there. I had a I have like a 
longtime childhood friend who did her undergrad at Arkansas. She didn't live there or anything. She just visited one time and decided to go. She said it's gorgeous. She said it's one of the most underrated SEC towns. Um, so I'm really excited to get there for the first time. But, uh, yeah, talking about the matchup, I mean, I think there is a little bit more juice on Arkansas's side. And, um, look, if they had lost at the gun to Florida, I might be picking Auburn in this game. because, mm-hmm. and, and who knows what happened with the, with, with the coaching at Arkansas. But, look, they, they could have very well been dead in the water um, after that game. Instead, it's a complete 180. They come away with a ton of motivation. Um, they come, come away with more offensive confidence than they've had all season. And it's a stretch where, and we talked about this on, on my show, Trey, I, the way this final stretch sets up for Arkansas now, they'd like to have a lot more wins in their back pocket than they do, but you beat Auburn, you're going to beat FIU, and then Missouri is good. I don't think they're excellent. I don't think they're an, they're an incredible team. Um, they're definitely one that is not, you know, incapable of coming to Arkansas and losing that game. And so Auburn has essentially locked up a bowl game. Um, that Mississippi State win a couple weeks ago, that's what did it. Because you're like, well, you're going to be Vanderbilt. You're going to be New Mexico State. So that pretty much mm-hmm. locked up a bowl game. That is a good year one for Freeze. Um, seven wins in year one for Freeze, which is what this Arkansas game would probably do. That's really good. I mean, that that's two big thumbs up. I'm not sure you're going to throw a parade, but but where this team was last year, um, that is that is quite the improvement. And so Auburn is definitely motivated to win. I just I haven't seen them take the offensive show on the road this year and and execute well. Um, against LSU, that was after a bye week. And I'm not saying Arkansas's environment is going to be comparable to what LSU was in a night game, but they came out completely flat, penalties all over the place, tons of mistakes, and they were in a 17 nothing hole. Immediately at Cal, they played absolutely dreadful, and that's a tough trip across the country. Played absolutely dreadful on offense. Thorne couldn't do anything. They needed a last-minute touchdown to win that game. And at Texas A&M, they don't score an offensive touchdown. So, and, and the reason I don't include Vanderbilt is that was 75% Auburn fans in that game. But even against Vanderbilt, as you saw, Trey, there was a ton of mistakes. They left yep. a lot of points on the table. Now, the one side of the coin is you could say, oh, they could have easily scored 45 on Vanderbilt. True, they could have, but they didn't. They left a lot of those opportunities out there. And Free's been saying it all year. He says, look, we can do that against, you know, non-conference teams. We, we, we were able to do it against Vanderbilt because they're not the level of competition. I don't think they can do it on the road against a motivated Arkansas team. And so I've got Arkansas winning 27 to 23. I could see this game going either way. I know Auburn has had a lot of success in Fayetteville, um, but they've been a ranked team in, in their three straight wins at Razorback Stadium. The last time they were an unranked team was that was that 2015 four overtime game. I just see a lot more working for Arkansas. I like how Arkansas matches up. In a lot of areas, Auburn would like to keep it low scoring, but I'm not sure they're going to be able to do that against a resurgent Arkansas offense, and so I've got the Hogs by uh, by a narrow margin in this one. Yeah, even as I was saying, you know, with, with Freeze at the top of the show, even in this era of transfer portal when you can add so many players, it's difficult for me to say this is who a team is, you know, this is who a coach is after year one. It's mainly after they're taking over somebody who was fired, you know, and you're rebuilding the program and stuff. So the fact that they have a chance to – you know, when, you know, well, I mean, they've got a chance in all these games remaining, I guess. But uh, the, the fact that they've done what they've done so far, they're going to get to a bowl game and probably better, possibly better. Um, you know, I think says a lot about what Freeze has done there in a short amount of time. Yeah, and, and look, they're always going to have a chance in the Iron Bowl. And, I, and I'm, I say, oh, this Arkansas game is a chance for seven wins. That's because I think maybe this is a little bit better of an opportunity. Yeah. Alabama's getting their act together, but – 
Um, we saw a one-legged TJ Finley almost beat the Heisman winner Bryce Young mm-hmm. um, a couple years ago. That is what Jordan-Hare Stadium does in the Iron Bowl. It, Auburn is going to be competitive. They haven't been blown out there in the Iron Bowl in a long time. And so, and this is a team that's going to play well on defense in that game. And so, you're right. They beat, they beat Arkansas. They'd have an opportunity for eight wins in the regular season with Alabama. Certainly, you'd have an opportunity for eight wins in a bowl game. And so, um, I hesitate to say it's all gravy at this point because that's obviously nowhere close to the mindset of, uh, of this Auburn team. But Hugh Freeze, even if they lose the rest of their games against Power 5 teams this year, they lose Arkansas and Alabama. It's a successful year one. You're better recruiting. Um, your roster is in a healthier spot, and you got back to a bowl game. Let's talk again next year. Let's see what you do in uh, in year two. All right, Nathan. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Thanks uh, for all the insight on Auburn, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Yes, sir. appreciate you all. Talk to you all soon. All right, everybody. That's Nathan King. Again, you can follow him at Nathan King 24-7 on Twitter. And all you Auburn fans out there, go check out Auburn Undercover. 50% off there today as well. Arkansas is also 50% off, as I mentioned. All right, before we get to some questions here, if you've got any questions, get them in. I don't know if you YouTubers know. I see a lot of comments. I don't see a lot of questions. Our Facebookers do a good job of asking questions, so uh, get us a few questions in here, and we'll we'll get to those. Uh, before we do that, I want to mention one more time, Ozarks Go is – the fastest, best internet you can get. And I know that because I've tried three other internet service providers in my time up here in Northwest Arkansas. And Ozarks Go is the only one that I've had 100% uptime with. And they haven't jacked your rates up, um, you know, year one to year two. You pay the same amount year one as you're going to pay the next year. So um, two nice guys will come in and install it, and they'll be out of your hair. And you won't ever think about it again. You won't ever have some you know, your, your kid going, hey, dad, my internet's not working or everybody trying to get on and you don't have enough bandwidth or, um, you know, getting in arguments with everybody because their TV show's not working. It's just going to work. At least that's been my experience. That's been the experience of friends I've had. Uh, 479-684-4900. They're a local company. So when you call that number, you're going to talk to somebody from around here. You're not going to get shipped off to some call center. Ozarksgo.net slash H-A-W-G to find out more if they're available in your area. I mean, again, I've never unplugged it. It always works. So do I need to say anything else besides it always works? That's it. All right, everybody, check them out at Ozarks Go. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Had a weird time getting started on YouTube. I accidentally put up the Florida image because I was put all that stuff on my other computer and got confused. Had to start over again. Had a terrible intro. Maybe my worst intro ever. So not a good start on YouTube streaming. Let's see what kind of questions we got. See if we can get it, pick it up a little bit. But Curtis Wilkerson and Nathan King both did a great job picking up the slack for me. Yes, we are going live on YouTube. Let's see, what else? Not a single question. A lot of comments. Will we see some more of Isaiah Augustov? Augustov. Augustov, Augustov, Augustov. 
Uh, I don't know if we will, actually. I mean, you're getting Rashad Binion back. He missed last week with his grandmother's funeral, so he's back. A.J. Green, obviously. Um, you know, I was looking down the list of freshmen who have played and have burned their red shirt, and I don't know. I think he may have. I think he's one of six that has already burned their red shirt. Let's look at that real quick. How fast can I bring it up? Boom. Stats, PDF, boom. All right. What number is Augustov? 20, is he 23? Yep, 23. So Augustov has played in nine games this year, believe it or not. A lot of special teams action. So he's one of six guys that has burned his red shirt. As I've said before with running backs, I've never seen a running back red shirt their first year who went on to have any notable success at Arkansas. The only time it's happened was Michael Smith, and Michael Smith had a hamstring injury, so he wasn't able to play. That was also the year they brought in Felix Jones and Darren McFadden, and they had Peyton Hillis on the roster already. So that's the only time I've ever seen a guy redshirt and go on to, like, have a 1,000-yard season. So Augustav – Augustav, yeah, that's right. Sometimes I question myself on that because we've said his name so many times, but it's like Augusta National, Augustav. But no, don't don't think we're going to see him much on Saturday aside from special teams. Woodstock, Georgia. Scott Reeves says he's coming up from Magnolia to watch the game Saturday. I mean, it should be nice. I think it's like fifty nine degrees. What what dark what app do you guys use for weather? It, since dark sky is gone, I'm just they said they incorporated it into Apple. It's just not. It's been disappointing. I use weather bug. So Friday, excuse me, Saturday, it's up to 63 as a high. Let's see hourly, see if I can get it. It's going to be nice weather. I mean, 3 o'clock game is a pretty pretty sweet spot to have a game for tailgating, to be able to get back, you know, get in, drive in the day of, drive out if you need to. So Saturday, November 11th at 3 o'clock, it's going to be 57 degrees and partly cloudy. Not too bad. Not too bad for a November Saturday. My head's shiny today. Looks a little shiny. Sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh... Scott Reeves, how's Magnolia? I bet it's raining. It's butt off down there. Jim Mears says, God, I hope the Hogs beat Auburn and the offense is incredibly better. It would be real fun to see them just like kind of wipe the floor with somebody. Auburn's got a good defense. I could kind of see that coming, though, as a you know a possibility if Arkansas, you know, keeps the momentum they had from the Florida game and comes home with it. But um you know, what I saw from Auburn's offense, I wasn't just blown away. Like, you know, Hunter made some nice runs early in the game. Um, they throw a lot of throws to the sideline. Now, they had some drops, but I'm not just like, wow, Peyton Thorne. I thought, you know, like in a battle of like who's the better Big Ten quarterback transfer, I think I would take Graham Mertz over uh, over Peyton Thorne from what I've seen so far. And, you know, Robbie Ashford, I've never just been blown away. You know, to me, he's a wide receiver playing running back. I've just never been blown away with Ashford. And obviously they haven't either. They're, they'd be starting him. Um, 
Just watch the Auburn equivalent to Trey Biddy predicting an Auburn win in this one, says Stephen Edelman. Even ESPN's matchup indicator, which obviously means Jack. Yep, because the games are played on the field, but they have the Hogs winning 54%. Yeah, as I mentioned on Bet Saracen, it's a uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite for Arkansas. Stephen Edelman says still gives the Arkansas the edge at home. I think that's, to me, that's the big difference in this one is that they're at home because we know what happens when they go to play at Auburn. <laughs> big Kurt spinning facts today. Don't forget to hit the like button. Appreciate you, Hog Wild YT. Yeah, if you haven't hit the like button, take a moment and do that real quick for me. What have I got going on here? I've got some red... I don't know what this is. I don't know why this is doing. Oh, there it is. Maybe that's it. Nope. Hmm. I got some weird line going on on my screen. First time on YouTube. We'll do better next time. Maybe we'll do it again next time. I'm still really disappointed in my intro. I think it was the worst intro I've ever done. How confident are you on O-line without Kudus? I thought the backups did pretty dang good. Yeah, I thought that uh, Tykeese Crawford came in and played pretty well. Um, I think Devon Manuel is a better option for him at left tackle. He just is. He's, he's a little more mature, been in the system longer. I think they'll I think they'll perform I think they'll perform fairly well. I don't I don't know if I could just be like, yeah, they're going to be great, but. Um, you know, with moving the pocket more and stuff, I think it mitigates. With going fast, I think it mitigates a lot of the stuff that they were having problems with. Jared Bridgman says, tuned in late. Good, you missed the terrible intro. Uh, so I may have missed a conversation about this. Do you think a win this weekend secures Pittman another season or barring losing to FIU, he's already done enough for another year? I don't think he's done enough. I mean, like they just go on a three-game losing streak or not three-game, they're going to beat FIU. But uh, I think if he wins this one Saturday, then I think he has secured his, his position. Um, nobody's happy with the season. Nobody's happy if they don't make a bowl game. Uh, even just making a bowl game wasn't enough based on, you know, what should have happened this season and burn so many games because you got the offensive coordinator higher rung. But I think the win at Florida and Gainesville is bigger than, you know, beating Missouri at home. I think going on the road and winning that game right after firing your offensive coordinator uh, amid – the worst offensive home performance in 30 years, going out and putting up 481 yards of offense and putting up 39 points. Well, not quite 31. I guess the defense scored one of those. But, um, you know, really having your best offensive performance of the year and winning, I think, is bigger than, you know, winning that final game against Missouri. So, if they beat this Auburn, you know, beat this Auburn team Saturday, they're going to beat FIU. I think that Pittman saves his job. Um, now, I mean, they could – play Missouri and just get their tails whipped and everybody have an awful taste in their mouth. You never know until you're just sitting in, you know, what's happening. You can predict, but you never know how you feel really until you're in there. Jimmy says, when you stack up the schedule, five straight away games at Florida, do we, do we have anyone pointing this out to SEC front office? The four straight away games was inexcusable. SEC doesn't care. It's not the first time they've they've screwed Arkansas over. Now next year's schedule is definitely more manageable. They don't have to play Texas or Alabama, or excuse me Georgia or Alabama. Although Texas does look pretty good. Thank goodness Mark Curls is no longer officiating. He's officiating. He's just not a white hat. 
Um, Kingsley says, yes, premiering on YouTube is a huge win. Hogwild YT says, is there rumors that KJ comes back under Guyton or does he transfer? Um, KJ coming back I think would be really big for Sam Pittman because, you know, if they just go – if they win five games, he retains his job or they, you know, just win a bowl game, I think he's got to do something really big next year in 2024. Like, he needs to do something big. Uh, just making a bowl game barely I don't think is going to cut it. I think people will get frustrated um, with that. So, um, yeah, may ha- may save your job with beating Auburn and, you know, beating FIU. But um, that's not going to cut it next year, and I think he probably knows that. But as far as rumors, I haven't heard any rumors that KJ's coming back. I assume he's going to leave just based on, you know, maybe a mindset that he has. But I don't know that. You know, this season certainly hasn't gone the way anybody had hoped. And certainly hasn't gone the way, uh, you know, he had hoped. He also talks a lot about breaking career records this year. You know, it's not like he's saying, well, I got next year too. Sharkinsaw says he secured it, assuming FIU win. He loses the FIU game. You have to get rid of him. No excuse for that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you got to win that one. All right, everybody, one more time. Arkansas uh, Hog Sports is 50% off, HAWGsports.com. Uh, go sign up right now at Hog Sports. It's a great deal. Breaks down to a dollar three a week, four forty eight a month, and billed at fifty three dollars and seventy cents for the entire year. The good thing about this, you know, you pay the low rate and you're going to get hooked. That's how we get you. We get you in on this low rate, and you're like, oh, I can't leave now. So next year you have to pay full price. But what does that mean? After you stay with us for a year at this discounted rate, next year you're going to pay the full rate. But we're also going to give you Paramount Plus for free, and we're going to give you Showtime for free. That's a pretty sweet deal. Showtime for free and Paramount Plus for free with your full-paid subscription to Hawk Sports. If you want to get that a little earlier, you can come try us out for a dollar the first month. You just pay $1 for that first month, and then you go on the regular rate after that, which I think is like 9 It's not quite nine ninety-five. It's some weird number, like nine seventy-nine or something like that. But um, – Anyway, when you do that, you become eligible immediately to get Paramount Plus and Showtime for free. So two great ways to sign up right now. The 50% off for the year deal does end tonight. That's um, November 9th, 2023 at 10.59 p.m. Central Standard Time. All right, thanks for Nathan King for hopping on with us. I want to thank Curtis Wilkerson as well for joining us and appreciate all you YouTubers for your questions. And uh, we'll be on Facebook right after this. So. Uh, We're not going to forget about you, Facebook. We may mix it up. Who knows how we'll do things. I just want to see how this show performs on YouTube. Uh, But our Facebook crowd has certainly been good to us for many years. So we'll see how it shakes out. I I could do this on StreamYard. The program I use only allows me to stream on one one channel at a time. StreamYard, I'm not able to add some of the bells and whistles and stuff that I add. But maybe we'll see. Like, I mean, we'll see. I may try it out. I don't know. Just trying new things. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Going with Arkansas in a close one. 30, 30 to 27, something like that. How about that? All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.